Uh, let me, before we get into this and we, before we say our confession, uh, let me remind you there's a verse that says, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Okay, so I'm going to talk today about the uh, getting sick. Don't get condemned. I want people to understand how to do this. And I know that a lot of people got knocked on their backside on this thing. Out of commission, three, four, five days. It's hit people hard. But I'm going to talk about this. I want you to open your heart and not get condemned. Amen. You know, there's, a, there's an area of condemnation. I don't know if everybody thinks about it all the time. But, you know, Peter shared his story because it knocked him down. And uh, you could say within yourself or start thinking, if he can't do it, how in the world can I? But let me tell you, God is no respecter of person. It's whether we accept it or don't accept it. It's whether we stand or don't stand. It's whether we resist or don't resist. I, I went through that process when I started learning about this. And I, I would see different ones that I have high respect for. Something get on them or something happen in their life. And, and I would think... If they can't beat it, how in the world can I beat it? But, but God is no respecter of person. Anybody who will stand on the word. Now, if you, if you take a look at your life uh, individually, <clears throat> your faith is probably stronger in one area than it is in another area. Amen. You, might, you might say, well, I can, you know, I hear this all the time. I, I can pray for people and they get healed, but I, I can't walk in healing. There's a reason for that. You feel the, the sickness. When you're praying for somebody else and you're fine, you don't feel it. There's no battle against your faith. It's easy to have faith when you're not walking through it. Okay? Amen. So, you know, there's some people, man, they, they can overcome any financial obstacle. They got faith for money. They can believe there's, that something tries to get on them and they, can't, they don't have the faith to fight it. I've talked about this many times. And faith, it, the way I described it, your faith is in buckets. You got faith for money. You got faith for divine health. You got faith for, for the peace of God. You got faith for your family. You got faith that you don't get in car wrecks or you know, any kind of accident. You got faith. And, and typically the places where our faith is strong are in areas that are interesting to us. Amen. Now it may be interesting because you don't like getting sick. So I, I'm working on, I've been developing my faith. I don't want to go to doctors. Why? Because I hate it. My actual motivation was, I hate it. I hate waiting on anybody, and doctors are notorious to have you come down to 11 o'clock and make you, make you sit till 1230. I don't want to do it. I don't like people poking on me. I mean, if I'm not really a hugger, you, you think I want somebody just like filling me all up and pushing? How does this feel? Well, it feels very freaky with you touching me. That's for one thing. Um, so, so it was a motivation of mine that caused me to want to build faith in that area. I'm a money guy. There's a motivation to build faith in, in the financial arenas. Amen. Okay, but, so where, but what we need to do is look at all the buckets of our life and we need to build a broad-based faith in everything because something's going to hit you at some particular time and if you don't have faith in that area, you're going to get smacked. Do you follow me? 
All right. So, so I'm going to talk about not getting sick. And if you've gotten sick, don't, don't get, I'm not doing this as condemnation. You failed. We've all failed. I've told you stories of where I felt. I, that's not, I want us to learn. Because Did anybody go through this sickness and enjoy it? Okay, would it be nice to not do it again? I just want people to learn. Okay, so don't get into that. You ready for our confession? I believe everything my Bible says. I'm aligned with God. Oh, mess you up, huh? I made a new one for this year. You ready? Amen. I believe everything my Bible says. I believe everything my Bible says. I am aligned with God. I am aligned with God. I trust the word. I trust over everything I see. Everything I see. Everything I hear. Everything I hear. And everything I experience. And everything I experience. Because I trust in the Lord. Because I trust in the Lord. Okay, we're gonna start working on that one. Okay. Amen. All right. Uh, realign for this time. Turn to First Samuel chapter seventeen. You and I have got to get aligned in the Word. I, 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 let me go back for just a minute before we read this. Uh, I'm talking about the name of Jesus. That was the series I was on, and I'm going to pick up on that. And we're going to start here with David and Goliath. I'm going to deal with some things. But this thing that I said about God is good, I, I'm honest. People don't believe it. We, we judge ourselves by our intentions. Had a person come to me one time and they wanted to say something to me and they said, now I trust you. I just wanted to, da, da, da. I said, okay. And I answered their question. I said, but you don't trust me. I said, let's just be clear about it. Oh no, I trust you. I said, no, you don't. If you trust me, you wouldn't come up here and, and address this situation. No, really, I do. I trust you. No, you don't. See, because trust has a corresponding action. We have to try to control things that we don't trust. Now, let's get back to God is good. If you really believe that God is good, then you're going to know that if you will walk in faith of his word, good will come out of it. Amen. And we struggle at that. See, if you're deceiving yourself and you don't think you're, you struggle at that, because I can look at my life and see where I've not believed that. We, we function out of our heart. Now, when it comes to healing, and you can apply this, to, like if, if you have no problem with healing and you got a money problem, you got an anxiety problem, something like that, you can take what I'm saying and apply it to everything. But I'm dealing with, with sickness right now because of this thing that's going around. Everybody's getting the flu and, and the bug and everything like that. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 45. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with sword and with spear and with shield. You're coming to me with natural elements. You're coming with things that operate in this natural arena. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. Now, here's the battle scenario. One is coming with the weapons of war. The other one is coming with the name of his God. It's a spiritual versus a natural battle. How do you apply this to your life? We live in a natural world and we battle natural things. Human default is to battle the problem on the natural level. Amen. We don't battle on the natural level. And there, there's an there's a internal functionality that you have to deal with. Is, is, it goes back to the question, how far can you walk with Jesus? Which is, how far can you trust the word if all of life is coming against you? 
How far can you stay on the word and know that the word will bring it, uh, will come to pass? We've got to understand this. To walk in the victory that I'm talking about, it's not for the casual Christian. It's a warfare. You stop and think about it this way. How much time does God spend trying to get you and me to walk in the provisions of his word? He like puts a lot of effort into it, right? We even went to the cross to make it. And everything he does, he'll take care of our money. He'll take care of our health. He'll take, he, he's done all that kind of stuff. But he's working and drawing and trying to get us into fellowship and relationship. How much time does the enemy spend on trying to get you out of his word? All day long. And then where are we? Whatever it will be, will be. And we just bounce through life. Oh, do you hear what I went through today? Oh, man, I got blessed today. Hallelujah. And we're all consumed with what we're going through, how we feel about things. See, if you understand how much effort our Lord and Savior is putting into us, and you understand how much the enemy is trying to get get out of us, you will start to understand how irrelevant these natural things are. Walk with God. Delight yourself in the Lord and I will give you the desires of your heart. Don't focus on it. Put your focus on me. Seek first the kingdom of God and all the things that the Gentiles, those without the covenant of God, I'll I'll give them to you. It's not about the stuff in the experiences. It's about where we walk. Now, if I don't have this internal, not this academic brain knowledge that God is good, I'm going to think he might not do it for me. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had that thought? Amen. Well, maybe it's not for me. I don't have enough faith. You know, the Bible says God will not allow more to come on you than what you're able to bear. But with all things, he will make a way of escape. So, so whatever you're dealing with today, you have the faith to get through it. You may not feel like you do, but you do. But I would say stop operating on your feelings. So David, we could actually say, David didn't feel like going to war that day. He came to bring, you know, the cheese and the bread. He heard Goliath talking smack, and he didn't even really respond until everybody ran hid behind rocks and said, man, the king said he would do all these things for the person that kills him. Say what? Tell me that again. Go read it for yourself. It's in 17. What's the king going to do for the person that kills this guy? I'll go kill him. Dude, if that's a prize, I'll go kill him. There, there was no thought as to the circumstance. A lot of people look at circumstances and they're moved by circumstances. It's just Goliath talking. When you hear of something that didn't go the way you thought it should go, where does your mind go? Usually it goes with the problem. But God has said, I remember the time I was cooking, and uh, I don't know what got in my mind, but I finished cooking. You know, we have a gas stove. It's got those grates on it. And, uh, and I reached up and grabbed the grate because something spilt. And, uh, and whenever, whenever I grabbed it, I realized this was stupid. <laughs> and I went, I, I pulled my hand back, obviously, whatever the reflection or reaction speed is. I pulled my hand off and went down. In the name of Jesus, this thing will not blister or, or harm me or anything like that. I didn't go run out and get aloe vera. We got like several aloe vera plants. I could have easily walked out, pulled my knife out, cut it off and, oh, oh yeah, Lord, help me. I didn't do that. 
I grabbed my hand, spoke over it. It was like 20 seconds later, the, the pain of the heat was gone. I looked at it, it's like, I'm not even red or anything. Praise God, hallelujah. But see, when, when something hits you, you go some way. Now, what most people will go to, and, and believe me, this is not for the, the weak of heart. I've worked on my thinker. The only way I could grab that thing and be, feel the, the heat of it and go immediately to the word is that the word is more real to me than the circumstance. You have to be able to look at life and know that the word of God is a greater reality than the circumstance I'm looking at. When David was in the battlefield and Goliath is talking smack, we see nothing that he's even concerned about the fight. I'll go fight him. Tell me again what the promise is. And then Saul wants to put all this armament on it. He's like, I don't know how to use this stuff. Just let me go. I killed the bear. I killed the lion. This guy's no different. I'll go kill him. I'll save you all. Just remember the promise. Can I get that in writing, please? And what did he do once he cut the head off of Goliath? He grabbed him by the hair and started marching back to Saul's house or Saul's quarters or wherever Saul was. Why? He's going to claim his prize. The promise, 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, uh, Peter says that when we walk in the promises of God, we actually take on the divine nature of God. He's walking back there with Saul's head. You know, blood, sinews. He's probably got sandals and one of those like cute little skirts that they wore back in the day. And, uh, uh, you know, blood's probably getting all over his legs. He's not grossed out, man. I got three prizes waiting for me. Because there was no reality to him of the natural. Because the spiritual is more real than the natural. Are you following me? Now, when David went out to Goliath, he said, let's go back to the verse here, about halfway in. He says, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. Now, he did not come to him in the name of Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha is the God that healeth thee. He didn't need healing. He wasn't basing his pursuit on Jehovah Rapha. He did not go to him on Jehovah Jireh, which was the name of God that was more than enough, all provision. He went to him on the basis of Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner. Now, this word, if you study it out, is Moses got it when they defeated the Amalekites. God, you know, they're praying about this. They're seeking God because they're like outnumbered and everything like this. And the this big battle in front of them. They went and God said, I am Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, your banner. And they, they defeated the Amalekites. So David is coming out to him based on the name Jehovah Nisi. I come to you in the name of my God, who is the Lord, my banner. This, by God saying, I am the Lord, your banner, I will do what you're for the situation that you're in. Now, this comes back to the name of Jesus that I'm talking about in this concept is we've made light of the name of Jesus. Well, I say this in the name of Jesus. Amen. We go on. And there's no thought of the covenant that comes in the name of Jesus. So people are praying to be healed in the name of Jesus, but there's no concept of the biblical covenant of what that name will do and how it applies to sickness. 
even when Paul starts talking about communion in Corinthians, uh, he says, um, you know, talking about taking communion worthily. Most people look at that worthily as, uh, are you in sin? Are you worthy to take the cup? Well, wait a minute. Who was the, the, the flesh broken for and the blood spilled for? Sinners. Well, they're not worthy. So being a sinner can't be the qualification point of whether you receive communion or not. He said, because of this, the unworthiness, many of you are sickly and go to sleep. It's nice for saying you die. Why is it? Because the communion cup is on the basis of the covenant and what Jesus did at the cross. Now that covenant includes the whipping post of what Jesus went through to pay the price, redemption, so that I don't have to walk through it. The price has been paid. Okay, but we fail to walk in it. Why? Because we don't understand the depth of the covenant and the power of what God has done. So a name is given. Oh, I already told it. Okay, so we have the Old Testament covenants. And God promising, I will do it. You need something? I will do it. And we can go through all the names of, you know, um, of God in the Old Testament. I will be your supplier. I will be your healer. I will be your banner. I will be your peace. I will be, you know, we could go through all the names and he says, I will do it. But in the New Testament, that is not the same. In the New Testament, it's one name, Jesus, because I have done it. I have done it. Now, I said this could be applied to every area. Deal with myself here. I just, I just told about it. This year, I plan on walking in all sufficiency and all things that I may abound to every good work. I've got, I, I'm not in that right now. The abounding. I mean, I, there's things I set myself. There's things I press myself toward that I believe for. I always increase uh, what we're doing. Like I said, I'm trying to get to that 51% and keep pushing on that. That's not there yet. That's not abounding. That's believing to get there. When, we're, when I'm abounding... I'm giving 51% and I'm still in an overflow. So to understand the goodness of God, I'm glad they, were, they sang these two songs about how good God is. I've got to understand God wants me there more than I want to be there. Now, if you got this thing that's going around, you probably really don't want to go back. Because it's really knocked people down. Amen. But I don't want to get there. Because I don't have to. Because there's a covenant that gives me power over it. Now, did I say there's no fight? No, I didn't say that, did I? David had to run and meet his match. But he had no fear in him. He had confidence in the name that God will do it. You and I have to have confidence in the name that it was already done. If it's already done, why am I struggling? It's me. 
And the hard part about it's me, see, we could go back to Romans 12 too, be ye transformed through the renewing of your mind. There's something in the way I look at this. And I see people struggle. I don't know we say things, but I see people struggle all the time in faith because they're saying one thing on their confession of faith, but they're conducting their life another way. Let me give you a case in point. If you start feeling less good, and you recognize it because you heard me talk about it, do you run to the pharmacy and get a bunch of vitamins? See, because that's me trying to make a way so I could be successful. Now, if your face is not up there, go get the vitamins and build your, your, your system up. But what I'm saying is we do things that we don't see them. They're rooted and based in fear. I, I, this person I know, uh, they don't live around here, but they, were, uh, they live up in Northern California. And, we tested positive for COVID. Go and um, be, you know, pray for our family. It's like, who cares? You got the flu. Well, I need to go get a test to see where I'm at. Well, I can tell you where you're at. You're sick. <laughs> Pretty brilliant guy, aren't I? Oh, praise God, I didn't get, I, I tested negative for COVID. But you are sick. Who cares if it's flu, COVID flu, the flu flu, or some other flu? You're sick. What are you praising God about? You're sick. See, why do we do that, fear? See, if I'm sick, I know it. I don't need somebody to tell me I'm sick. I need the word to tell me I'm healed. But see, what the, the point that I'm trying to drive in is it can't just be academic knowledge. And a lot of people are operating on their brain. It, it's got to be on the inside that you can look at it and it doesn't move you. What happens when something hits you? David fought the battle on a spiritual level based on the name. Go, go to Hebrews 11. Now we're going to jump back over here in the New Testament. Hebrews 11 verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him. Now let's first define faith. <clears throat> How do you apply faith? Well, a lot of people apply faith by saying, I'm believing. But just ask the person a few questions and you can find out they're not believing. What they're believing is that God will do something. See, if you're in a believing mode of God will do something, then you've already put yourself in a low position of faith because he's already done it. Yeah. So then what is faith? Faith is um, there's a reality in faith that he's already done it. Now, if he's already done it, we know from Romans chapter 10 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So God said something, we believe it. Now, how do I take the creative power of the word of God and make it manifest in my current situation? That's believing. You cannot do that without a word from God. So now, here's my first point in how not to get sick. You might want to write this one down if you're doing it. Find a healing verse that works for you. There's a whole bunch of healing verses. I remember Pastor Harbaugh talking about a you know, thing that he was going through. And, and the verse that worked for him was a verse out of Psalms or Proverbs about being a ready writer. And, and he goes through his powerful testimony about how he saw that. And he could, saw where he could write his own prescription. And he declared by the word of God. I mean, it just, boom, clicked. It doesn't click for me. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not my verse. Romans 8, 11 is my verse. Okay, but Romans 8, 11 might not be your verse. I'm not telling you to take Romans 
Peter quoted a scripture. Uh, where is that scripture? Uh, um, he took sickness and disease shall not come near my house. Oh, 55. 55 and 11? No, I think it's like in Proverbs or Psalms. Oh, sickness and disease. Yeah, yes, you, you said sickness and shall not, shall not come near my dwelling. Maybe that's your verse. Maybe by his stripes is your verse. I don't care what the verse is. Find the verse that works for you. Amen. That you see. Boom, I see healing in this verse. Like I said, on all the healing verses for me. And, and don't just, well, it's a pastor. Is it be good enough for me? No, 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 no. Find the verse that you can use. Romans 8, 11 is mine. Uh, I've got divvies on it, okay? You, you go find your own. Find the verse that works for you because it's by faith in his word that we're going to do this. Let's go back to uh, Hebrews eleven six. 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Now, so faith is a creative ability of God to create what he has done. So Romans eight eleven is if the spirit uh, that, uh, of God that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you. Well, I stopped there and said, okay, well, that same spirit dwells in me. If I got the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Then the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead shall give life to your mortal body. And I just visualize that verse going through every vein, every cell, the, the pushing out sickness and disease, uh, not allowing sickness and disease to get on me. Uh, I, I, I meditate on this verse even when I'm perfectly fine. Why? I'm building my guard against things that will come. We live in a world that has all kinds of sickness and disease. You've got to be ready for it. If you're sitting in front of a doctor and he slaps a diagnosis on you, what's going to win? The diagnosis that's in your heart on the Word of God or the diagnosis the doctor has given you? James gave a powerful testimony. He made a decision. I want to get off these 150 pills a month or whatever. And, uh, and now he's down to 30 pills every two months. That's a great testimony. But he had to go in and fight it at the risk of getting migraines, at the risk of other things happening. He had to go in and fight it and he fought it. And I think he said it was over a two, two or three month period that he'd gotten to this place. And, uh, and now he's walking in a, a higher level of it. It's a, it's a warfare. It's not for the faint of heart. You've got to build the word of God inside of you. Now he says, uh, uh, without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Now that is not saying that you believe that he's God. Amen. See, as I said with David, David didn't come after the other Jehovah's. He came based on Jehovah Nisi. I am the God who is your banner. So for sickness and disease, which is what we're talking about, you have to come to God believing that he is the healer. Not that he may heal. See, most people, if you listen, listen to your own prayers. Lord, heal me. Be quiet and hear him say, I already have. And they're praying, Lord, do this. Now, on the basis of this prayer, you do not believe that God is good. Because you do not believe that he's already done it for you. You can probably quote the scriptures, by his stripes I'm healed. But you can't live the scripture or bring the creative power of the scripture into your life yet. Because you're still waiting on him to do things. Say, well, well, I've been believing God and I think I'm, I'm believing this because I keep reminding God of his word of what he's done. But I don't see the things manifesting yet. Keep doing it. When you've done everything to stand, keep standing. Yeah. Just keep pressing to your breakthrough. 
But I would judge the way I think and the decisions I make because a lot of times we do those things and we don't see where we're out of line. Remember Peter walking on water. He's doing great. Jumps out of the boat, does something supernatural you cannot do until he considered. Do you ever consider why is this not working? Amen. Come on, Peter, answer. Yeah. Well, Peter answered, but I wasn't referring to that, Peter. <laughs> as soon as he considered the waves... He sank. It's easy for you and me to consider. Why didn't my faith work? Now, I would go in and look and try to figure out, OK, what did I do wrong? Where did I miss it? Because this shouldn't happen. You know, like the prayer that Peter was given. Uh, Lord, your word says your sickness and disease shall not come near my house or my dwelling. Why is it here? And God told him. He accepted it. I mean, I would find out, God, is there anything I'm doing wrong? Show me. Show me. If I'm doing it right, I'm going to keep doing it. But if I'm doing something wrong, show me. But don't dwell on that, because if you dwell on it, your brain will try to look for solutions. You want your brain on the word of God. Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him. The battleground is in your mind. What are you thinking of? I can help you with something. When you get sick, when I get sick, your mind is on how you feel. And this, what I've been praying about is, God, I, I, I got to understand, how do you get out of this when it's on you? Because when you're in it, the reason it's so hard to get out of it when you're on it is because you're just totally immersed in your feelings. Totally. Yeah. Oh, you're thinking, about, oh, no, here comes nausea again. Oh, no, here comes the other one. <laughs> yeah. Am I wrong? No. That's all you're thinking about. Man, I haven't eaten. Oh, I don't want to dehydrate. Oh, can you give me some chicken soup? Oh, I don't like the chicken soup. Can you? Oh, I'm cold. Oh, I'm hot. Oh, come on. We are totally focused on self. How can you get out of it once you get to That's why it's hard to get out of it. That's why it's so much easier. You know, uh, would you pray for me? Oh, sure. I'll pray for me. I can pray prayer of faith on you, that you're healed, that you're prosperous. That you're, because I'm not battling the same thing the person is that, that I'm praying for. The human dynamic comes into play. Is this making sense? Okay. So now that you must believe, that come to God must believe that he is. And so you can't just believe he is the healer. And that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So it's not a God, would you? Oh, Lord, will you heal me? Just heal me. God, heal me. I need you to heal me. No, 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 no. He has healed you. And based on his word, you can break out of it or stand. I I suggest stand against it before it gets there. It's a lot easier. But I'm going to show you how to get out of it if you're in it. But but let me just help you. Uh, In fact, Andrew mentioned this on his uh, offering on there about praying over your money that I've mentioned several times. Pray over your money when your money's good. Pray over your health when your health is good. It's far easier to beat things when you're not in the ring with them because you're not feeling the emotional element of it when you're in the ring. So so what am I saying here Uh, in, uh, in this? Number one, live by the creative power of what God has already done. Build yourself up on it. So when information comes, information is, you know, uh, sickness is trying to get on you. You already know the answer of it. You're not moved by what's trying to hit you. Um, That is the question that Peter brought up. What condition do we accept? 
the condition of the Word of God in our life or the condition of how we feel. Now, now we live in a society where everybody's just like over inundated with how they feel. I mean, they, you know, their elbow twitches, they go on Google MD and find out what causes the twitching elbow. I mean, everybody is just like, I got to figure out, I got to know what's happening to me. Uh, my left leg hurts today and yesterday my right arm did. What's going on with me? Am I having a stroke? Am I, am, is my neurological system going down? Let me go. Because information comes, now we're at the point of what are we going to accept? Now, you may think that in the life that I live, and I'm very open with the things that I deal with, on that, man, Pastor Bush just must never have a problem. No, things knock on my door, you know, all the time also. Amen. This thing's tried to get on me. I haven't been sick. Had a runny right nostril. <laughs> and I, I had a congestive cough, like, not like the hacking thing, but it would come up. <clears throat> and then I'd be okay. But every time something did that, I started fighting it, resisting what it is. Now, what does it mean to resist? Resist the objective. The objective is to get you out of commission, to stop doing what you normally do, and get you in a bed. I don't walk around every day of my life uh, with my right nostril running. I'm going to resist it. You have no right. I stand against it. Feel a little bit of snot coming out. I start to take a Kleenex and wipe it off, but but I stand against it. You have no right. Uh, The cough that tries to come up, I do everything I can to not cough. I'm not going to give you place in my life. Now, sometimes it comes out because it just comes out, uh, but, but every single time. And then when it does come out, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You have no right over me. The spirit of God that dwells in me is the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, and it gives life to my mortal body, and I stand against it on anything. Now, we can easily not pay attention and not see something happening, yes. which means you've got to pay attention to the word that the word is manifesting in your life. Now, um, look at, uh, where am I at? Next verse, Hebrews 10, 38. Should be on the same page. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any draw back, now that faith goes back into the faith I just talked about, but if any draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. If you're well, when you allow sickness to get on you, you have drawn back. Jesus paid a horrendous price for healing. Prosperity for peace for everything else. Jesus paid a horrendous price for us to not stand in the redemptive work that he's given to us is drawing back. So now let's take it out of uh, 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 wellness. Let's put it into money. We all walk through lean times. Sometimes the lean times are pretty tough. Do you draw back? Now I'm all about being a good steward. You need to cut the waste out. But are you going to cut out necessities? Are you, are you going to uh, uh, follow Dave Ramsey? Beans and rice, rice and beans. <laughs> see, 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 you're at a point. Money's not flowing in. There, there's two ways to handle that naturally. Is go out and get some money or reduce. Reducing is drawing back. Do you ever look at your life of am I taking a step back from what I've attained and what I believe. Because the verse says, God's not pleased with that. We have a biblical obligation. This is where I I quote Romans 12 many times, that it is up to me to 
prove that the word of God is true and it works. So whatever is attacking me, if all of a sudden you're laying in bed, change the subject again. If you're laying in bed and you're worrying, you're drawing back. Or let me say it for me because I don't worry. If I ever find myself or catch myself laying in bed worrying, that's drawing back because I'm not a worrier. I don't worry about things. Now, I bet you we're all guilty of drawing back. Amen. If you're a tither, giver, and all of a sudden money gets tight, and you're not, you, you, you cut off God. See, if you'll do like I said on the offering, make it a percentage, if it gets tight, your money, your money flow will follow it, but you're still giving the same percentage. Then work on your percentage. We can't draw back. Now, this is an internal belief system that we can't draw back. We, we have to not draw back. So whatever victory I've obtained, I've got to stay in it. But I use the word of God, the creative power of the word of God to apply and to change what my natural circumstance look, is looking like. D- does this make sense? Yes. I'm trying to make a, a very simple step by step. I've got to have a verse. It's a real verse to me that I can, <clears throat> the word of God is a sword, that I can fight whatever is trying to come against me. All right. So when Peter considered, he sank. What is your consideration? You got to get consider out of your mind. You, you, the only thing you and I can afford to consider is what does the Bible say about it? Amen. What does God say about it? Now, this goes against all human natural elements. And especially in the day and age we live in now where most people are emotionally bankrupt and they constantly do things to feed their emotions. To feel validated. To to feel like they're in control. We've got to allow the word to define who we are. Now, you're going to see and you're going to hear. How many, not you. But how many's heard of somebody else who was really sick? Okay. So understand the dynamic. When you start feeling it, you will immediately remember them and what they went through. Oh, this must be what so-and-so went through, man. It knocked them down to four days. Oh, what am I going to do? Stand in faith, I would suggest. Who cares that they went through it? You don't go through it. But your brain works this way. You will, or it will go backwards in a failure. Well, I tried this once again. And man, I had this thing and it went through it. And I tried to walk in faith and I failed. And so I got to go down and get me a bunch of medicine so that I can stop it. You're afraid now to walk in. Past failures produce future fears. You have to understand the dynamics that are at work within us if we are going to walk in victory. Okay, now let's go back. I'm giving you steps here. I got to close. I got one more verse and a couple of things. Number one, battle it before it ever comes. Get it on your prayer journal every day when you're feeling good. Pray over your health. No sickness or disease comes near you. I stand against it. Visualize it. See yourself walking healthily. Number two, get your verse. The verse that means something to you. 
Uh, I would say no more than two verses. A lot of people get 15. It's kind of like all the people on social media. They try to get all their, their friends and family and uh, people they don't know to pray for them. No, you, you need somebody who knows how to pray in faith. All you need is one person to agree with you. But uh, uh, get one verse, maybe two verses, and get it in your heart so strong that if something knocks on your door, it doesn't move you because, you know, the word of God is more real than the thing knocking on your door. Okay, so then the day of less good. You're at a point, one day you wake up. I just don't, I don't know what it is. I just don't feel as good. Man, that's the day you've got strength. You're not bound by you know, the feel and throwing up and all the different things that come with sickness, you better get on it and bring all this verse back in and start resisting it. What it's making you want to do, you can't do. You cannot yield to it. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Well, sickness is just in this world. Do you really think that it's the devil bringing it? Sickness came into the world by devil, by sin. So whether it's him bringing it or it's just in the air, it's from the, the fall of man. And, and what Satan brought into the earth. So yeah, resist the devil. Resist it. Anything that's not of God is of Satan. That's right. whether, whether or not he's bringing it, you know, personally trying to serve it to you or not. And I wouldn't get hung on, oh, I'm really fighting the devil. Why are you fighting the devil? He's defeated. Yeah. You know, a lot of people get this, this Christian mentality. Well, I'm fighting the devil. You know, I'm fighting this thing. Most people, even when in sickness, they say they're fighting it or they're resisting. They're just using words. They're not really. You know, they got something wrapped around their head. They're, you know, breathing hot soup or something. You know, they're, I'm fighting this. It's like, no, you're not. You don't do, you weren't doing that yesterday. Fighting is a fight. David went out and fought Goliath on the name of, he, 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 he didn't make, provi- he stood on the word and went and fought. Now, it, let's say that, uh, and to do that, you have to have an overcoming mentality. I will beat this based on the word of God. But let's say you have a faith failure. We all have faith failures. Like I said, don't get in condemnation. If you got sick, got knocked on your backside for uh, you know, five days or whatever uh, people have been going through. Let's say it gets on you. What do you do then? You got to understand the problem that you're in is that now you're feeling it. Yes. And when you're feeling it, you don't feel like doing something else. Um, the last time uh, that I got sick that one time, it actually got on me. But before that, sickness tried to get on me. And for about two hours, I was laying on the floor by the toilet. Now, the only reason why I was laying on the floor by the toilet is I didn't know if I could make it if something happened. But I fought it. It was on a Saturday evening. It was, it was later in the evening. And I didn't want to preach Sunday morning. I had to, this was a battle of my mind I didn't want to preach. So here's one way to, to battle it, because I was in it. I didn't feel like laying on the floor by the toilet. Of course, I never feel like laying on the floor by the toilet. So. <laughs> but I'm laying there, and I'm battling it with Romans 8:11, my verse. This has no right on me. I'm going to preach. Uh, I think it was twice in there. I, I almost called Peter and said, you need to be prepared tomorrow in case I don't make it. And it's like, no, that is not my testimony. I battled this thing. I battled this thing. Now, a lot of people can't do what I'm doing right now because they're too filly. Um, they're, they're too moved by how they feel. I wanted to crawl in bed. I wanted to tell Tammy to bring me some chicken soup. I wanted, you know, I wanted to do all the things that you want to do when you're sick. And I want to get cold. I, just me, I want to sleep. Maybe when I wake up. No, this was a battle. 
When Pastor was in Kenya and he got a, a very bad parasite, they didn't know if he would live. They called a doctor and the doctor came in and he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock you out for eight hours. I'm going to give you this thing that will knock you out. We're going to pump high dosage antibiotics into you and, uh, and, and hopefully we can gain control of this thing. He says, you can put the antibiotics in me, but you can't knock me out. Because once he's knocked out, once you go to sleep, your faith is not fighting. And he knew that with the seriousness of what was in him, that he had to stay in the fight. Now, a lot of people can't do this because they're too moved by what they, what they feel and what they feel. So, but you can do this on your own. If it gets on you, there is a way to get out of it on your own. But if you don't have that, there's another way. Praise God. Go to James chapter 5, our last verse. Amen. James chapter 5, verse 14. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Now, we don't do what this verse says. We, we text, pray for me. We send an email, pray for me. We have somebody bring a prayer request, pray for me. Notice what the verse said. Is there any sick among you? Um, let him, whoops, where did I go? Is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. We have this mentality of, well, I don't want to make everybody else sick. You're not going to make me sick. Why text it in? Then come over and lay hands on you. See, now this is where I don't, for Christians, I don't say, oh, you want me to pray for you? I never say that now with, with a Christian. People say something, oh man, I'm feeling something in my body. You want me to pray for you? I don't say that. I said, let them call. There's an act of submission. There's an act of faith to call an elder of the church and say, will you come lay hands on me and anoint me with oil? The story I told you before when I went to Africa, I was feeling a certain way. I, uh, I don't know if it's high blood pressure or something else, but I just kept feeling like I was going to pass out. I'd actually uh, reach over and grab something to stabilize myself uh, and, uh, because it felt like I was going to pass out and I was doing things. And I was getting ready to go to Africa. Now, most people would not have gone to Africa if they were feeling that way. It's like, I, I knew I was meeting my, my pastor over there, an elder to me, and I'm going to get him to lay hands on me. When I, I get him to lay hands on me, I'll be well. I flew all the way over to Africa, and I got there. First thing I did, walked uh, over, knocked on his door, went into his room. Hey, David, how are you? I said, well, overall, I'm pretty good, but I'm fighting this thing. Da, da, da. Will you lay hands on me? And, and uh, I believe God will take care of this thing right now. I called on him. He didn't know about it. Nobody else knew about it either because I don't go around telling what I'm, I'm battling. But I went to the elder. I, I, I did this verse right here. Amen. Some people don't even, uh, well, we, we prayed over him. Okay, that's fine. How'd it work? Well, they're still sick. Okay. Now, if they're, a, if they're not a believer, they don't know this verse. Would you like me to pray for you? Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Then pray a prayer of faith. And the prayer of faith, verse 15, shall save the sick. Well, I'm already born again, but you're not saved. Saved means delivered from. You're sick. You need deliverance right now. The prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. 
And if he has committed sin, they shall be forgiven him. Now, why in the world did James put that in there? Because sin opens the door for all things to come into our life, including sickness and disease. Well, I don't think I've sinned. Did you draw back? Because that's a sin. We don't operate in faith. That's a sin. That's separated from God. They just shall live by faith. Now, if, if I, I'm succumbed and these things are getting on me, I can still operate on the word. Okay, I had a faith fa failure in getting this thing off, but let me have them come. Well, I, I didn't look good enough. Okay, let's talk about vanity. Um, no, let's don't. Uh, well, I just didn't want them to get sick. How come we'll go to a doctor's office and not be concerned about the other patients in the waiting room? But we won't come to church because I might get somebody sick. See, at what point do we actually start believing on the Word of God? This has to become a reality in our lives. All right, let's all stand. Well, this really came out more like a teaching on a Wednesday night. If you don't deal with this thing about God being good, God's not holding things back from us. God's trying to give us everything that He has. I've got to believe it. And I've got to be able to walk in it. I've got to live by faith. Here's another area of my life that, man, I've been battling things in. It's not sickness. Um, it's one of those buckets that the faith is not built up as much as the um, as walking in divine health. It's been a battle this year. But you know, I've told nobody about it. I keep standing on the word. I keep, I, I keep presenting it before God. I'm going to walk in the victory. I'm going to walk in the victory. I'll tell you about it. It's, it's not like we don't have a, it's not like we're not in a war zone. We are in a spiritual war zone and things are going to try to get on you. But you and I have the power to not succumb to them. Amen. Amen. In this journey, in this walk of this, uh, of living in these things, uh, Ralph and I were talking about it earlier. It's hard to understand these things without being born again, with, without allowing the spirit of God to come in. And uh, we have to, at one point in our life, uh, we have to make a personal decision that, Jesus, you're my Lord, and I want to receive you as that. And if you haven't made that decision, today's a great day to get started. I'm going to pray for people that are sick here as we close. I want to deal with this first. Is there anybody in here who's never made the decision or you've walked away from the decision that Jesus is Lord of your life and you need to give your life back to the Lord or you need to accept him? Anybody? Anybody? Okay, so we're all believers? Amen. All right, then let's start believing that there's people coming to our, our church that needs Jesus, wants Jesus, and wants to change their life. Amen. Amen. All right, now, if you're, if you're still battling something in your body, I'm violating what I just said. I put you in it, but we're here in the church, and you want to be prayed for, for your body. Come up real quick, and we're going to close in prayer with you. And uh, let's just believe God. Everybody put your faith with it. Amen.